0: This is the overcast voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris, And here we are again, indeed, with the food show, unique in America. Try to find any program anywhere in the rest of the country that talks about nothing but food on a regular basis, let alone three hours a day, seven days a week. I'm on seven days this week. It's just I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm not bragging. But it's great to be here, and uh, because it's my favorite thing to talk about is is eating, cooking, going to restaurants, staying at home, and uh, inviting friends over, and doing a little bit of your own cooking. You know, whatever. We cover the entire scene here, and you are the one who covers it the most because you know I'm just one guy. I've been at it for a long time, but uh, I'm I'm still just one guy. And you are you are also just one person, but there are a whole lot of other people just like you and like me, for that matter. And do you like me? Uh, well, never mind. But we would love to hear from you about anything you have found to eat lately that you thought was really exceptional. And uh, our number for doing this is 260-1870. We're still using that number. I keep hearing rumors that they're going to change it. I think we're okay. But anyway, uh, we are here and we'd love to hear from you about uh, where you've been eating, especially this being the uh, feasting season is what I have called it. Uh, This is the time of year when there's a lot of really good food out there to be had and you also have a very good reason to go ahead and celebrate with everybody else. And uh, that is that uh, this is where families and friends come together at the end of the year and you know how I hardly have to explain this to you, how good it feels uh, at this time of year. And uh, we capitalize on this, and the city certainly does. Uh, the French Quarter Festival Organization started about, uh, 50, about 25 years ago with a program uh, that they called the Revion. And uh, to this day, there are a lot of people I talk to who uh, don't know what it means or what it's all about. Uh, so I'll tell you just in case you're one of those. The uh, Revillon, it's an old tradition that goes back to the very earliest days of New Orleans. You know, a lot of our traditions are that way. Uh, Mardi Gras, they've been having Mardi Gras here since the day that French explorers found uh, this place, and that was when we were up in the 1700s. That's a long time ago. Well, one of them that has been around since the 1700s is the Revillon, And and what happened was people who would go to Mass uh, would have to fast for a long time before they could accept communion in the church. And uh, what happened was that as a result of that, a lot of people were very hungry at the end of the Midnight Mass, in particular in St. Louis Cathedral. And uh, they would all gather together in the home of a friend or a relative, and they would have a big spread of food, and everybody would eat and drink until uh, the wee hours of the morning. And this is something that went on for a long, long time. But then the church changed its rules about how long you need to fast. And uh, really, to make a long story short, I, is that even possible at this point? But the uh, what happened was that uh, there w- was no real need for, you know, two in the morning uh, kind of eating. So it just kind of drifted away and enough generations that I've only run into one person who actually remembers uh, doing the Revion season, uh, you know, and, and live to tell about it uh, a century later or a long time anyway. So, uh, but the, the French Quarter Festival people, they said, you know, why don't we do something to try to boost uh, the kind of business that the restaurants in particular in the French Quarter, We're having a tough time in the month of December because um, not many tourists came down here at that time of year, mainly because they wanted to stay in their own hometowns and enjoy their own uh, traditions, wherever it was that they lived. But uh, they stuck with it. And for a while, uh, they didn't get too far with it, although I really loved it, and I've been recommending it since the idea came about, because the restaurants not only create these special sort of holiday-themed dishes to present to you, but they put it together in uh, a a menu that is much less expensive than they would charge at any other time of year. So it's a great bargain, and it's a lot of great food. I've been to five of them this year so far. Uh, There are about 60 to 70 restaurants around town that are doing Revion dinners, and I thought, uh, among other things, we, we can, we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, just let me know, 260-1870, Two six zero one eight seven zero. And uh, you don't have to call me about the Revion or anything related to it. Whatever is on your mind, if you've had a good restaurant in experience lately, tell me about it. Because everybody is looking for this, you know. If you had a bad one, let me know about that, too. And if you want to know something about how to cook a dish or whatever, I don't know what you're getting ready for, for uh uh, for uh, Carnival, wait, Carnival is a long way away. Uh, for uh, uh, Christmas, uh, you know, we can talk about that here too. But anyhow, uh, I have in front of me here uh, all of the Revion menus that are available. And you can get this too on your website, uh, on the website, if you go to fqfi.org. That's fqfi.org instead of com. And so you. You just click on that, and then you pick uh, 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 Carnival. No, no, it's not. There I go with Carnival again in the wrong place. Uh, Christmas, uh, Creole Christmas, I think that's what they call it. And then click on Food and Wine when it goes to the next page, and then it'll take you to another page that has every single menu listed there, the the details, the price, and everything else, so you can explore this. And I'm going to throw out a few of them that I know about, uh, a little bit later on and give you some ideas and suggestions as to which ones might work for you best. And let's see, who's on hold? David, welcome to the Food Show. Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm doing great. Nice to hear from you. Uh, thanks. Hey, um, I'm a former
1: longtime resident, 20-plus years, I moved to Florida several years ago. Back Uh-oh. in town. As a matter of fact, I'm driving back in on I-10 now, just entering the city, to spend a couple of days with my daughter. And I wondered what's new in the city by way of food that might be interesting, that's hip or cool for a for a 23 year old.
0: Oh, okay. 23 year olds seem seem to still be eating hamburgers pretty much, because I have a couple of kids about that age. That's what what they're still eating you, that way. I a little bit past that, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, you know, there are a lot of really interesting restaurants in the Warehouse District. They're all over the place. Okay. One of them is a new restaurant uh, put together by Emeril. Emeril already had uh, three restaurants in town; he right. a fourth one now. It's called Merrill. It's Emeril without the E. Uh, that's his daughter's name. Uh, anyway, it's in the in the CBD. It's on um, Gerard Street, just off Chapatulus, and uh, it's an interesting menu because it kind of locks into the way uh, millennial generation people are thinking, which is they feel like they ought to go in and say, well, think, I will think I'll have one of these, but without this sauce, but with this sauce. And how about an order of this and an order of this and an order of this? Nobody eats in the classic symbol, uh, 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 classic way of doing it. And who cares? I mean, really, if you get what you like. Anyway, Emeril is doing his great food like he always does. He buys the best ingredients. He puts a lot of excitement into it. I think they'd get a kick out of that. It's always pretty busy, though, so get a reservation. It's called Merrill, M-E-R-I-L.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I won't, uh, unfortunately, get to collect her until tomorrow,
0: so I've got tonight free. I'm actually oh. eating at the upper line for the Revion menu, and I haven't done that there before. Do you have a thought on that? Well, Oh, yeah, it's always been good, and it's sort of a takeoff on their garlic menu that they do during the summer every year. It's kind of in the same direction, but I like the way that they uh, organize the menu because once you get down to the desserts, let's say if you're one of those many people who says, well, dessert, I think I can skip dessert. Well, one of the things you can get instead of a dessert is a green salad, (laughs) you know, Mm. and another one you can get, Instead of a, instead of the uh, dessert, is a brandy. Um, oh, doggone it! It's a it's a cocktail. It's a great cocktail. It's sweet. and It's creamy, and it's it's really brandy good. Alexander. It's it's it, brandy Alexander. That's exactly it. I couldn't think of it. Uh, anyhow. Uh, that's just one of the options. And the lady who owns that place, uh, Joanne Clevenger, she's just one of the best people in the business. I love talking with her. I wish she would write a book about her her life, because she's done a million interesting things. But uh, you'll you'll really enjoy going there. Hey, Tom, thanks for taking some time. Yeah, tell them I said hello. They're nice, nice people. Thank you. We will come back with more of The Food Show in a moment. But first, if you will, this. Welcome back. You are listening to The Food Show. We call it that because that's all we talk about is food. And if you've got something to report, you don't know how happy we would be. And by we, I mean not just me, but everybody listening to the show. If you've been any place good lately, give us a call. There are plenty of them out there, but who could get to them all? I've been working on it for 40 years now, and I get no closer, no matter how many restaurants I get to, uh, to having tried them all. But uh, there are lots of sleepers out there, so uh, if you have found a terrific place, a neighborhood restaurant, and maybe a big deal place, whatever works for you, uh, call us up and tell us about it. You don't have to go in great length about it if you don't want to. You can if you want. And uh, we'd love to hear from, from you about what you say, uh, what are the best restaurants you've had uh, lately. Or if you've cooked something up that really came out great and you want to share that with other people, please do, by the way. Anybody who keeps secrets about the special restaurants that they love to go to and they don't want anybody else to find out about it so they don't, so they don't tell anybody, that's ridiculous. And the restaurant owners hate you for that. Because they want everybody to get the word out, and that's what we do. That is our main uh, show here: is to find out what are the good places and telling everybody about them. Same is true of recipes. I've been saying for years: if you get some, um, if you have some good recipes, especially if they're they're heritage recipes that you, your mother, your made or your grandmother, or a, a friend from a long time ago, or even a restaurant that uh, is no longer with us. Plenty of those. Uh, find out how they made it. The best way to do this is to call them up and say, Hey, look, uh, Mom, I want to I see how you do that crawfish etouffee because it's really great. Everybody loves it. But I want to watch you do it. I want to measure everything and check the temperatures that you're using and make it come out right. And then we'll, uh, we'll I'll, I'll write it, and then I'll send it to everybody in the family. First of all, your mother will be very flattered by that, and she'll love you for it. And then all the people that you give it to will also very much love it, and uh, and it's a good thing to do anyway. It benefits everybody. So uh, do that sometime in the new year. Make a good uh, resolution to have. Paula is calling us over here on the blue phone. Paula, welcome. Uh, Paula, sorry.
1: Hi, thank you. Um, we're playing tourist in our own town this, this evening, and we're checking into the Windsor Court. Can you recommend a nice restaurant within walking distance?
0: I ha- of, the, of the Windsor Court? Yes, sir. Well, the first one that comes to my mind is the restaurant in the Windsor Court, which is a terrific restaurant, always has been, uh, enough so that my wife and I had a wedding reception there. So oh,
2: uh, okay. It's
0: very close to our hearts, and we go there on our anniversary every year just to remember it. So it's a good place. Uh, I'll, uh, but let me tell you what you actually ask for. You're in the middle of a really good restaurant environment there in the CBD. Uh, there are so many good places along Chapatulas and Magazine Street and everything in between. Some of the ones I like the most are uh, Tommy's. That's on Chapatulas, just off uh, Jura, um, just off uh, Julia Street. Uh, okay. And that it's uh, half of it is classic Creole. The other part of it is kind of French, but there's also a certain amount of Italian food in the menu. This may sound like a mishmash, but Tommy Andrade, who uh, ran, used to run the place, he sold it. But he's been in the restaurant business for something like 30, 40 years, and uh, that's what he's always done, and it's it's fantastic. It's, it's a very good restaurant at a great price, too, and, uh, called Oh, Tommy's. wonderful. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Um, there's a good little French restaurant. We don't have very many French restaurants in New Orleans, strangely enough. We have a lot of Creole French, where it really is more New Orleans food. When you go to a restaurant that says it's French and the first item on their menu is barbecue shrimp, you know you're not really in a French restaurant. <laughs> but uh, one I like is it has a very unusual name. It's called Vaillant, uh, and it's spelled V-Y-O-O-N-E apostrophe S. It's one of, that's okay. the name of one of the two ladies that run it. It's on Girard Street, just off Chapatulas. It is a really cute, renovated uh, office building in the CBD. Uh, it has a really nice outdoor courtyard. It's not the weather for it, but it's there. And uh, it's a French menu. We're doing things like bouillabaisse and French onion soup and uh, uh, oh, lots, of, uh, lots of other things. The, the, the scallops they do, I think, are, are really outstanding. And I think you'll love the place also. Uh, I could go on and on. There are a whole lot of them in that neighborhood. And then, of course, the whole French Quarter is open to you. But I would uh, go take a look at the website for the Revion. This is going on in about 50, 60 restaurants around town. The Windsor Court is one of them. You want to hear what they're doing in their menu uh, for this? I do. Okay. I do. It's a four-course dinner. That, oh, I've been to, I've, I've been told I, I have to either put you on hold or uh, what? let Go to f dot uh, f, uh, and you'll find all of the Revion menus there, and that's very much well worth your uh, while to check that okay, out. Okay,
1: wonderful. I do appreciate all your right. time. Thank you so well, much. Thank
0: you. Thank you very much. We have uh, a news bulletin coming up next, and then we'll be back. Yeah, welcome back. It's the Food Show on uh, the Big 870 WWL. Great to be here. Sorry we weren't here last week, but there was a lot going on. I'll be here tomorrow, too, noon till 3, and uh, and then the following week, too. So we got a lot coming up. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. And waiting for us on the green phone is uh, Roger, or is it Roger? Uh, well, depends
1: on whether we're talking French cuisine or not. Okay. By the way, Tommy's is excellent. That was a very good. I mean, of all the ones uh, you mentioned, that's certainly excellent for the lady. But, hey, Tom, I was calling to see if you were familiar with some relatively new kind of Latin cuisine place on the North Shore called Empataco. Taco. Uh,
0: no, that's, that's not it. You're close. Uh, it's... Um... It's named for that super spicy sauce. Uh, su- super spicy. Uh, uh,
1: no, you're thinking uh, of a different place.
0: This place habanero. Is called... I was thinking of habanero.
1: Right. Yeah. No, that's a different place. And that's good. But there's okay. a spot called Ampa Taco. And yeah, initially, you would probably think it's like a Mexican place because they do the tacos yeah. and the burritos and that. But it's really more of a a widespread Latin cuisine. They do Puerto oh. Rican dishes. And oh, wait, wait a
0: minute. Is this that place that's on Causeway Boulevard on the service road? Uh, They just opened
1: that as a second location. Yes, sir. Uh, And if you haven't eaten there, you need to try it. It's excellent.
0: Uh, My wife told me that. She went over there and tried it out and thought it was pretty good. Okay, that's a good tip. Thank you for that. It's really good, man. Give it a shot. Yeah, I'm always looking for it. You know, it it has been true for at least the last 20 years that if you're looking for Mexican food around New Orleans, the North Shore has more and better than the South Shore does. Uh, wow. i wouldn't speaking, go that i don't know
1: if i would go that far but you would have a better perspective than me but uh, there's a lot of good you know latin cuisine mexican and otherwise up here but uh, yeah well that's yeah.
0: good to know i didn't know they were doing the other cuisines too but that makes a lot of sense a lot of them have very similar backgrounds to them uh you know in fact to me when you go to uh, let's say a place like jamaica the first thing yeah. you notice is how much it's like New Orleans food. It's uh, all that stuff. It you know, comes from the same cultural supports, and so yeah. you, know, you know you have all these great flavors. But thank you for that. And it's called Impa Taco, Impa e- e- Taco, Impa Taco, E M P A T A C O. Yeah, man, it's really yeah. great. They do a lot well, of. Well, uh, thank you very much for the tip. Enjoy. Thanks. That's son. terrific. I sure will. See you. Bye. It's the Food Show. Uh, Ivan is not there. Okay, Ivan was there. Ivan, if you're still there, hanging out, out, uh, uh, call us back right back. I'll promise you, I'll get you right on this time. Our program today is sponsored by Peran's Poor Boys. Uh, your Paran is your godfather, and the the Peran's Poor Boys. The first time I saw the sign for it when they opened up in 1975, it rang two bells. One of them is your Paran. I, I my Paran was really uh, fun. And uh, he did something that for which I'm still thankful. Uh, that was that he, he took me to a bar that he liked to hang out with with his friends. But I was a kid back then, and so they you know they had to hide me in the corner. And he, t- in order to do that, he sent out a roast beef poor boy, and I ate it. I ate the whole thing, and I was a skinny little nothing back then. Uh, and he, he couldn't understand how I could possibly have eaten it. And then I said, give me another one. And this was a monster-sized poor boy, and it was from one of the great uh, old joints. It was Clarence and Lefties. and not many people remember it anymore. But they made a killer roast beef poor boy. Well, a killer roast beef poor boy is something that is hard to beat, and it's something that they have been doing for a long time at Paran's Poor Boys. They now have three locations. One of them is in Kenner. Uh, One of them is on Veterans Highway, where it always has been. But they now also have a location on uh in the uptown section and uh, they would love to have you come in they're both uh, all of them are open all afternoon through uh, every day uh, except on Sunday I think they take the day off on Sunday pretty sure of it anyway neighborhood style uh, prices and uh, they uh, the the whole uh, menu is full of not just uh, poor boy sandwiches but lots of other great platters too uh, in fact their menu is, I, I don't know how they, how they do it all, but they do. Paran's, poor boys, it's 3939 Veterans Highway. That's their main branch. And then the, the one in Kenner and then the, the new one on Britannia Street, uh, Uptown. Uh, both great places. Paran's, P-A-R-R-A-N apostrophe S, your Paran's, your godfather. It's the food show, 260 is our telephone number. Would you mind giving us a call and telling us uh, what you've been eating lately? you got to eat, you know. I want to, uh, that lady I was talking to a couple of minutes ago, she said she was staying in the Windsor Court Hotel. And just by complete coincidence, I, and I mean that, I, mean, I had the Grill Rooms, that's the name of the restaurant at the uh, Windsor Court, the Grill Rooms Revion menu. And this will give you a really good feeling for uh, what the Revion is all about. First course. Steak tartare, that's raw beef. I love that. Not everybody does. You can probably imagine. With marble potato chips, hmm. horseradish cream, grilled chibata. Ah, that's uh, an unusual uh, collection of things. But if you didn't like that, they are also doing gnocchi, the little pasta dumplings made with potatoes and, and uh, flour. Uh, with crawfish, creminy mushrooms, spinach, and uh, beurre monte. I wonder what that is. I'll have to ask and find out if that's, I don't think that's a classic. But anyway, second course white bean soup with ham, cane syrup, and sage, or a garden green salad with pears, dried cranberries, bay blue. What's that mean? It must be a blue cheese variety. Toasted pecans, champagne, mustard, vinaigrette. That's how things are these days. In order to tell you what's in a salad, it takes uh, eight different ingredients. Third course, rye IPA braised beef short ribs. Short ribs are almost like the beef you would use for a roast beef poor boy, but left in one big hunk, usually with the bones still there. Good stuff. My wife is nuts about short ribs. Butternut squash puree, Swiss chard. Or you can get red snapper with picante sauce with farro ragu. Uh, uh, some radishes, and micro arugula. Arugula, I think, is the best of all the green salad uh, items. Finally, fourth course, it's a chocolate cherry torte with chocolate mousse, toasted almonds, white chocolate, amaretto ganache, or the warm apple galette. That's a kind of a, a not a pie exactly. A galette is sort of like a cake. Uh, but then it's not quite like that either, but uh, French in between. Cinnamon, caramel, butter, pecan, ice cream, and pecan crumbles, all that. That's a four-course dinner, and let's see if I can quickly pull up the price on that because it didn't show up on this thing. Okay, oh, they're letting you steal it, $45, that four-course dinner I just named to you. And if it sounded like, boy, that's a lot of complicated stuff, I'm not sure I even know what that is. Believe me, you're in good shape at the Windsor Court, and the service there is terrific. It's a beautiful dining room, and they have what I think, I'm pretty sure, is the biggest, tallest indoor Christmas tree in the city, in any restaurant anyhow. And uh, the Windsor Court, uh, it's a great place to dine all the time, but uh, that's that's quite a good menu. We will come back with more of the Food Show in a moment, but first, please, this. Hello, welcome back. You are listening to the Food Show And this is Tom Fitzmorris. Our telephone number is 260-1870, 260-1870. And uh, joining us over here on the purple phone, it's Steve. Steve, welcome. Hi, Tom. Hi. Come on in.
3: Two questions for you. I had heard recently that Pat Gallagher was going to open a location in Slidell, and I see that his signage is actually on the restaurant. Do you know if he's opened yet? No, no kidding. uh, Status?
0: Uh, I don't think so, and I think I would have heard about that if if it were true. Uh, boy, he's expanding like crazy. If uh, uh, He went from one to two and now a third
3: one, huh? That's going that to be a great addition to Slidell once he gets it open. Yeah,
0: Slidell really seems to have at last started to get a fairly good number of restaurants there for the longest time. There was hardly anything in Slidell. Just a few old reliables, but a lot of them are gone. You know, like the uh, like the steakhouse. They they have disappeared. Uh, but that's that's great news. But he's uh, he seems to be very capable of operating two restaurants at one time. So why not three?
3: Well, I'll watch your uh, website because yeah. I'm sure you'll have something when he does get it opened, and I'm anxious to uh, have that addition in the Slidell market.
0: Yeah, me too. But don't be in a hurry to get there unless you like. You know, rolling the dice. Restaurants that just open—they're always trying to, you know, do what they—they're used to doing, but it's always a different ball game.
3: Understood. Uh, Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you for that news. Thank you.
3: One other question. Sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. Recently, I've tried a recipe from one of our local celebrity chefs, banana cream pie. This is my second effort, and followed the recipe very, very closely. Yet. The, the pastry cream, both efforts, it just doesn't it didn't set up. It, it remained a mm-hmm. uh, a thick consistency, but not what it should be. Any ideas on what I may be doing wrong in the technique?
0: This wouldn't happen to be emerald, huh?
3: It would indeed.
0: Uh, that recipe in there, which is for one of his most famous things, has a long record of not coming out. I've had people tell me that for years. <laughs> and it seems to me it just needs a little adjustment there. I think he's got too much cream in it. That's that's my analysis of it. I am not a baker, and so I can't really right. speak to it too authoritatively. But uh, But you are not the first person who has noticed that. And as far as I know, this is probably from his first cookbook, right?
3: It is indeed.
0: Okay, in later editions, they seem to have straightened it out a little bit.
3: Uh, later editions, uh, maybe the Delmonico cookbook, perhaps?
0: Uh, could be. I don't know if they have that in there. But that, uh, that uh, pie that he does, that's in all of his restaurants, and okay. I'll bet you in a lot of his uh, recipes, too. I would go online, actually, to look that up and see what, what differences they make there. But okay. I, that, my thinking about it from having tried it and having the same more or less results is that there's, there's just too much cream in it and not enough thickness from other sources.
3: Yeah, well, it was a very surprising recipe to me because the yeah. one that I use actually calls for, I believe it's three-quarters of a cup of cornstarch, which to me is just a phenomenal amount of cornstarch.
0: It, it uh, sure is, but boy, does that tighten things up.
3: And and my thoughts were maybe I didn't have enough heat on the pastry cream or didn't allow it to uh, stay on the heat long enough. But uh, I'll take your recommendation. I've got a couple of his other cookbooks, and they peruse those for a more recent recipe. It's a delicious recipe when it comes out well, but unfortunately, the only time it's ever come out well is when I've ordered it at his restaurant.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I always ver- hesitate to uh, throw any kind of rock at Emeril, who, we, in addition to being a great chef, really a great chef, uh, has been one of the really great contributors to the recovery of the city. He's, he's put out now something like $17 million uh, over the years to uh, to go to various charities, and that's not just a, a way he gets away with not doing his food as good as he could do, because he does do that. But, um, but that recipe, that you, you get in line. There have been a lot of other people who have, who have found that out.
3: I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one that can't read and follow a recipe and get something to turn out as it should. So many of your yeah. listeners obviously have had the same experience.
0: Yeah, I think so. Well, Tom, thanks so
3: much. You and Marianne have a great Christmas and a great holiday season.
0: Yeah, you too. We're having a lot of fun with it so far. All right, we'll come back with more of the program after first, if you will, this. Hello, welcome. It's the Food Show. We plunge ahead. Let me get right to uh, Ivan, who we missed a couple of minutes ago, but here he's back. Hi, uh, Ivan, come on in.
2: Yeah, Tom, a basic cooking question. A friend Mm -hmm. and I were discussing about saute. When to saute onions first, when to throw the onions, chopped onions, just into the, the cooking. Uh,
0: that depends on what kind of taste you want, because either one of those can be totally fine. You know, you can cook onions just a little bit of time with some butter and some garlic or something and have something really nice come out. Or you can put it in a pot and cook it for a half an hour to the point where it turns kind of brown, and then you have the makings of a good uh, onion soup uh but there's different ways you can go with it and it all depends on what you want to see in the final uh, eating
2: it's just that i've noticed most uh, cooking shows or most cooks they throw the they they saute the onions or the the trinity and this friend yeah. of mine uh when he does his cooking he starts his whatever he's cooking like a stew or whatever like that yeah. or and uh then puts the onions in uncooked
0: yeah you could go either way. No kidding. You, you will get two completely valid, equally equally uh, delicious uh, dishes, but they're, they're totally different. It's like uh, chicken. You know, there's a million ways you can do chicken, and all of them are good. <laughs> so,
2: I, I usually uh, saute my onions. Uh-huh. Uh, lately, I, uh, I saute them in uh, olive oil before good I, I do anything else.
0: Uh, great way to go, but that's not the only way to go. That's, that's oh yes, the I know.
2: Yeah. I was just yeah. wondering. I've just noticed when you see most uh, Louisiana cooks, they do the yeah. Trinity and
0: yeah. then
2: yeah. go from there.
0: Yep, that's true. But even there, you know, you can you can mo- uh, move it around and uh, take take it two different ways, three different ways. Uh, whatever whatever tastes good, that's the bottom line. If it tastes good, it is yeah. good. So if you've got <laughs> right. something that tastes good, you have succeeded. <laughs> Hey, listen, thank you very much. That's a good question, and I'm glad you asked it. We are coming up to the news in just a minute here. How much time do we have before that happens? A minute and a half. Good. That's time for me uh, to say a few words about our friends over at Andrea's. Boy, is he ready to go with the holidays. Uh, Chef Andrea worked in hotels for a long time. He's a classically trained European chef, native of uh, Italy and came here a long time ago. His his restaurant itself has been open for 37 years, I think. It's about about that. And he's always there, and he is even there for the holidays. I mean uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. He's going to be there the whole time. And if you want to join him, do get a reservation because he does sell the place out There's live music. There's a special menu that is very affordable. You know, a lot of restaurants out there for something like, Christmas, Christmas Eve around there, Uh, uh, the prices shoot up. Not over there, not so much. Chef Andrea and his restaurant right across Causeway Boulevard from Lakeside Mall. The phone number is 834-8583. On FM, on HD, on SkyWave and online, this is WWL Radio in New Orleans and WWL FM HD2. Kenner, New Orleans. Where the news is next over most of these same frequencies from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.